2: welcome into the drive with ad and raf former husker football national champion speaker and author aaron davis
1: nebraska will win the national championship the cornerskers beat miami it is
3: history 13 and 0 and bring that trophy back to lincoln former arena
2: football league quarterback former head coach of the capital city crush and guru of husker football history Chris Rack.
3: 25 straight wins for the Cornhuskers. One of the most dominating stretches in college football history. We may have seen one
1: of the best teams in the history of college football tonight. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global on 93.7 the Ticket and the Ticketfm.com. All right, everybody, we are back again. This is the drive on 93.7 the ticket. It is Thursday. The coaching carousel, the changes, the retirements, the firings, it's going crazy. And It's been a wild 24
3: hours in sports just all over when you have three. I was telling Raph before the show started that, and I'm sure I said, I'm sure you guys have gone through this already. But for me, like all the coaches that I grew up watching, like watching football and who, who I'd always seen on the sideline coaching, are all retiring. And it's kind of sad.
1: Mm, hmm. hmm I think Carroll's, you'll see you'll see Belichick again.
3: Pete Carroll's not gonna be on the sideline. Bill Belichick probably, but not as a not as the Patriots head coach. Uh Urban Meyer is he'll be back probably more than likely, but he's retired again for the fifth time. Uh Nick Saban's done. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. It's wow.
2: You know, it's it's <sighs> unfortunately, I think it's gonna be the well it's some it's some in somewhat ways it's been we've seen this a lot with the coaches, but just not your um your patriarchs, if you would. You know, your Saban's, uh, your Pete Carrolls, your Billicheks. Um, it's monumental, man, the things that have taken place in college sports right now, the number of people that are uh that are moving. Dirty Tony and the boys, good morning to you, brother. He says Sabin is just upset that other teams can pay their players now too.
1: You know, <laughs> it's no longer on you know, the table, man. But, but the thing with that is, even with the new system, everything that's in line, mm-hmm. their recruiting class was coming in. I mean, they, they up until last night, I think they had like five five stars coming in. Mm-hmm. They lost one last night, the number three receiver in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even with the new system, I don't think there was going to be no slow in Alabama. No. And he he disliked the system, but he was one. He he wasn't like Dabo was kind of you know really against it. I don't think he really played into it to begin with. No, Dabo didn't use it. I think he's using it now or trying to, but yeah. maybe it's too little too late for Dabo. But like Saban Saban still I Alabama was going to be good next year. I, will they still be I think you still got, you know, that culture there. I like I was saying last night, I don't think that Nick Saban is going to leave Alabama high and dry. I've got to think that there's some sort of plan in place.
3: Okay, does he get to choose who his because okay, so this is what I wanted to ask you guys. Um, the feeling around Tuscaloosa. What was the feeling around Nebraska after Tom Osborne retired? And I understand his was after a championship. His you know wasn't just in the offseason, just one day where he's like, yeah, I'm done. Um, he had had it all planned. He wasn't telling. He didn't tell anybody. But after that final game, he was like, yeah, now, now I'm 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 done. You know, coaching football. What was the feeling around Lincoln, and then just like the start of the next season? Uh, how how was it around the the team, and in Lincoln, and just around Nebraska? Well,
2: I think one thing that differed with with Coach Osborne's, there were no surprises. The players knew we knew going into the season that was going to be his last year. Those those guys knew that um, that okay, this is you know that Solich is going to be the guy after this. You know, and technically, when you look at the documentary, and I didn't realize this until later. He was going to do it in 96 hmm. and they actually stayed another year in 97 at 60 years old <laughs> so it makes you think had coach osborne coached until he was 72 now obviously we can't say well he would we don't know but we guarantee i can guarantee you this those wins would have kept compiling have been more than 250 wins i'm gonna tell you that right now are there more national championships in there still got to play the game. So I'm not going to be one of those. Well, he would at least got, we don't know that there's all sorts of things that happen during the season. I am I would not I w I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet against it, but you figure, I think it was a different feeling. And Raph, you can, you can chime in on this too. I think it was a different feeling because it wasn't like we were going from um, uh, someone who didn't know the program, who didn't understand the program. You go from a guy like coach Osborne to a guy like coach Solich who had played, who had been in Nebraska since 1963, basically as a player, um, uh, then he went to, you know, he went to Southeast and coached there for a while. He coached the JV team, Nebraska a freshman team. Um, he had been the running backs coach for years. So it wasn't like that there was everything was going to be foreign to us. Obviously, there's only one coach Osborne. Well, there's only one coach. There's only one anybody. But in particular, for the sake of the ex- uh, argument, there's only one, one to But Coach Solich had so much respect from the state uh, and more importantly, from the players already to where you trusted him. And so there really wasn't that uh, there wasn't the shock factor uh that you know that saving those guys are going to see at uh, Alabama
1: yeah and I I remember too like growing up a lot of people it was just kind of like it was set like everybody thought it was going to be Devaney Osborne Solich Gill I mean that's that's so when it was Solich it was like okay next in line Solich is going to come up and mm-hmm. he's going to coach for you know 10 or 15 years and then Turner Gill is going to take over I mean that was always kind of like I felt like that was like the master plan in Nebraska, but then somewhere along the line, it, it just got, it went haywire.
3: You had the roadmap and then somebody was like, I don't need no stinking map. It yeah. just went off road. I mean, it was,
1: it was it, even, even the athletic directorship. I mean, it was, oh gosh, it was supposed to be like Joe Selig. Then Tom Osborne was going to take over and then so on. And it felt like they had the roadmap, but they just, they failed to follow it. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, Rico and Rack, what you Rap, what you're saying is spot on. It's like a, a family business. There's a succession plan, and you make those decisions when everybody is um, uh, on a, on one accord. Um, maybe Grandpa and Grandma that started the business out, I maybe mean, the first and the, the older coaches, they were still had all their you know think you know, how, how, they were still sharp mentally, so they weren't you know they were they weren't being fleeced or anything like that. They sat down at a table like a good family business does or a good business. They have succession plans. And once we got outside that succession plan, I'm not saying you have to always stick inside. I mm-hmm. I, I I don't, I've never been a fan, it's like you always have to hire higher inside. No, like, no, you don't always have to hire inside. But you do have to hire somebody who understands the culture um, uh, that has a pedigree for wanting to understand uh, how to motivate young men and young women to depart what your program is. When we got away with that, with the uh the way that that Coach Solitz was infamously let go, Rico, to your point, we got away from a plan that was working. Now people can say, well, you know, he made some hard decisions. Well, in any business, and it's a business now. It was a business then. It sure as heck is a business right now. So once we got away from succession planning, you let egos and pride get in the way of planning. Hence, why Nebraska finds itself where it is today. You know, getting back to, you know, obviously some credibility. But man, once you get, when once you get, once, once pride and egos get in the way, you really screw up a lot of things, man.
3: So like you were saying earlier, like Nick Saban, like there's a probably a plan in place. Nick Saban probably has told Alabama who he thinks should su- to succeed him. But looking at the coaching staff, you know, the, the other person who had been there along with Saban and had been with him multiple different opportunities <coughs> was Kevin Steele. He retired. He stepped away a yep. couple of days before Saban did. Mm-hmm. So that he take that off the table, and then Tommy Reese is the new offensive coordinator, and co- uh, quarterbacks coach. He came from Notre Dame. This was his first year here, mm-hmm. first year at Alabama. Um, and it's it's just a weird situation. If they're looking to hire within, looking at yeah. the names, it doesn't look like, you know. And I'm not going to pretend to know who these people are, but I feel like to a point there is is I don't know a lot of these names, so I don't think that Alabama would go with that. My thought process for that is. Alabama's not going to hire somebody who doesn't already have a name. They're no. not going to go out and hire somebody who's not currently coaching. What they're going to do is poach somebody's coach. And from everything, all of the rumblings going on, the flight tracker and everything, yeah. it looks like Dan Lanning from Oregon is going to leave there and go to Alabama. Well, As of, you know, again, the rumblings, he's already in Tuscaloosa. He's delayed his team meeting. He's meeting with the Crimson Tide right now. We'll see when an announcement is made, but. Is that is that the hire if again, if it happens, is that the hire that you guys thought that they would go with? Because I for me, two, three years ago, it was Dabo Sweeney, hands down. He was yeah. he's an alumni, he played there, he went and he led Clemson to two national titles, you know, doing something that only one other coach had done at Clemson and win one national title. Like, he had done all that, and it was just a foregone conclusion that when Saban steps away, Dabo Sweeney's the successor. But then they've hit the skids. They hit the skids a little bit, and and Sweeney hasn't been able to right the ship, and then some of the stuff he's been saying and the way he's refusing to use NIL and the transfer portal and all that maybe rubbed uh, Tuscaloosa the wrong way. But Dan Lanning isn't – look, he's a great coach, but I don't know if that was the hire that I thought Alabama would make, and I want to get your guys' take on that.
2: Well, here's, here's here's a quick thing, you guys. I was looking at up last night. Uh, the buyouts for potential coach. You got Dan Lenning, of course, at Oregon. It's a $20 million buyout. Let me let me preface it this way. Ben ain't worried about no buyout money.
1: Yeah, money's Absolutely. no
2: object. Yeah. So that's not going to be an issue. But Dan Lenning, uh, which is being t- tossed around right now at Oregon. You got uh, Kalen DeBoer at Washington. His buyout is $12 million. You got Dabo Swinney, obviously a former player uh, at Alabama. His buyout $7.5 James Franklin, this one really threw me off because I don't see that happen. That's a weird one uh, from Penn yeah. State. His buyout's six million. Mike Norvell uh, at Florida State. I don't see that happen. Is that four yeah. million? The one, the name that wasn't in there, and Pete Thamel, uh put this on X. The name is not in there, which I was somewhat surprised. Was was uh, Kiffin? You know, I'm nope. curious what his buyout would be. Uh, but I'm I, I I have no idea which which direction Bama's going to go. But to your it's point, Rico, I agree with this. It ain't gonna be somebody we have. It's gonna be somebody who's already coaching and has been successful already.
1: And it's gonna it's going to be somebody from the Saban coaching tree. I, oh yeah. I can guarantee that one. But the thing that I will be interesting to see is talking to the people that I know in Alabama, there is a huge love of Lane Kiffin down there. Oh yeah, that is a huge love. Everybody
0: in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich.
3: That should
1: that so, should
3: have been the guy. That should be the guy. So
1: what is going to happen if, say, for instance, a Dan Lanning does get hired? Will there be some sort of fan like uprising? No, I mean it won't be an up, but it there will be a little bit of pushback. A so little bit. Is he going to have to face that right away? Or will Nick Saban be able to come up? Because I'm assuming Nick Saban will have a press conference mm-hmm. to you know officially say he's retired. If he'll be able to quell that um that mm-hmm. road tide nation and be like, hey. Dan Lanning, I've, you know, I've said that he can take over this job for, you know, I think it's just the
3: guy that I trust to take over yeah, my
1: man. I think Saban will really help that because earlier on, on the early break, they were talking about Kalen DeBoer and I was like, I get it. Kalen DeBoer is an amazing coach. What he did at Washington, mm-hmm. Sioux Falls, Eastern Michigan, Indiana. But I don't think that if you hired Kalen DeBoer at Alabama, I don't think that that would suffice the fan base. That was almost kind of goes back to, a little bit of like the Nebraska Lance Leipold thing. Like a lot of people would be like, well, yeah, Lance would be a good coach at Nebraska, but will it suffice? Is that a big enough name for the fan base? Mm-hmm. And I kind of see that the same thing with DeBoer right now. I don't see that even being this, a possibility. This is him. that
3: on steroids.
1: Yeah. And I don't see that for Al- for Alabama. Just, I know he was in the national championship game, but I just don't know if that's, that would be the name that would, that would suffice Alabama fans. I, and I think Alabama fans, there will be some upset fans. You know, if Lane Kiffin doesn't get a serious look, or even if he's in consideration for the job right now,
3: it seemed like it was going to be Lane Kiffin's job running away. After you know, just the way that he's, you know, after his tenure at USC and being able to turn around, going to the uh, uh, Nick Saban School for coaches who don't coach very good, and being able to rehabilitate himself, go to Ole Miss and, and do what he's doing right now, it seemed as if Lane Kiffin was the the far and away favorite to go yeah. back to Alabama and lead that. But a part of me thinks that Lane doesn't want to be the guy to follow Sabin. He oh, wants to be, you don't, you know, again, you never want to be the guy that follows the guy. You want to yeah. be
1: the the dude that follows the guy, the guy after the guy <laughs> landing, go in there, take care of it. I'll be in be yeah, there in about three like years. If
3: You go there, you, you lose, you know, three games in one season yeah. and two games, in another season, they kick you out. I come in there. Yeah. We're good. We'll take over the world. Um, mm-hmm. It's maybe that's what Kiffin is, is looking at. And that's why you don't really hear his name at all. Yeah. Cause maybe, Probably he was the first one that he reached out to and he goes, no, I'm not, no, I'm not doing this right, right. now. Well, the
1: way, the way too, you got to look at this too, is I assume that there will be a new coach in place at Alabama within the week because oh, yeah. they cannot drag this out yeah, because you've quick. got that recruiting class. that's just sitting there. You know, you've already lost, you know, Ryan Williams last night, mm-hmm. five-star receiver. So I I would think within the week, Alabama will have a new coach in place. Here's, not here's the reality too. Go ahead, Rico.
3: I would say with Saban leaving, as we all know, 30 days, the the players have thirty days to enter the portal. How picked apart does that Alabama roster get? How I believe the NCAA might let some of those guys that signed out of their national letters of intent because Saban left. How many of those guys decide to leave? Even if look, if it is Dan Landing, even if Dan Landing goes there, how many yeah. of those players are like, I, I came here for Saban. I didn't yeah. come here for Dan Landing. How many of them leave? And then you got to think about it this way: if Landing leaves Oregon. Goes to Alabama. Alabama's roster is going to get picked apart. Oregon's roster is going to end up getting picked apart.
1: Correct.
2: Like,
1: there are crazy. Yeah,
3: there
2: are. Wow. I have no idea why balloons keep. Yeah, up what is on happening? I, have balloons? When, I, when I pull up the peace God sign. Happy birthday. You put up, up the peace sign. sign do you see that? Yeah. That <laughs> is the weirdest thing, man. I have no idea, you know, what's going on with that. Well, that's but kind great,
3: of, I thought you had like a banner behind you. I there you is. Had all, I thought you had a bad... Oh, okay. I was going to say... But I'm like, not
2: sure. It must be... Um,
3: like a green it, screen on the balloons.
2: It must be something that... Because every time I go like this... Let me see. Oh, it changes a little bit. <laughs> yeah. huh. But what I was going to say, Rico, you're were, you were, you were prefacing Exactly what I was going to say. Regardless of it's Lanning, DeBoer, who, regardless of who it is, Kiffin, there's going to be two programs whose rosters are going to be picked apart because both are going to have that same um, uh, carte bunch where they can both leave. You know, so there's going to be two programs that are going to be in disarray for a while uh, until things settle down. Because if it is Lanny, there's going to be recruits that committed to Oregon that are saying, I didn't commit to who the next coach is going to be, if he is that guy, whether it's a DeBoer, whether it's a, I mean, a Dabo, a Kiffin, regardless, there's two programs right now. I would say there's probably four or five of those names mentioned to where guys, recruits are just kind of just sitting on pins and needles, just kind of waiting to see what happens. Because nope. there's gonna be major movement. And then there'll be guys who leave other schools to go fill their positions. So it's gonna oh. be chaos for a while until wow. this announced. And to your point, Raf, I don't see this and uh, uh, Rico as well. <clears throat> I don't see this being drawn out weeks. this is gonna be something to where the Bama Board of Trustees say, no, we need decisions like like yesterday. Mm-hmm. Do you it's want this or not? Because they're gonna move on. They know who they got targeted. Like you mentioned, Ralph, the money's not an issue to Alabama down there with nope. regards to who they bring. It's going to be done quickly and concisely because they have to for the sake of uh, keeping some of the recruits. And not only that, you can got to think about it like this. Whoever that coach that comes in, his philosophy of recruits may be different than what Saban and his per- current staff had. Correct. How much of Saban's current staff is going to stay there? Will the coach bring their entire staff there? Will right. that coach who gets hired, will the, somebody, his staff want to go to Tuscaloosa? So. All these things are major factors, and there's so many moving parts With regards to what they decide. It's got to be done quickly. So I don't see this being drawn out for two yeah. weeks or anything like that. No, this thing's going to be done, I would say, within the next few days, man.
1: I still think there had to be some sort of pre-planning for this. I just, I just don't see Nick Saban just all up and just bailing and saying, well, I'm out, and not have anything no. kind of in place or some sort of yeah. plan. I mean, I just don't. Is the love that Saban has for Alabama? I just don't see that. So I feel, you know, maybe not the players, but I uh-huh. feel like there's some like Greg Byrne and him have some sort of what they want to do.
3: Uh huh. Well, you got to think, Dan Lanning, again. If the flight trackers are correct, he was on that plane real quick after the Saban news dropped. Yeah. So you got to think if they did that, they did have a plan in place. And I don't know what what uh, number he is on that list. But you got to think they reached out to coaches, whatever, and were just like, hey, Saban's done. We want to talk to you, blah, blah, blah. Again, Lane Kiffin should have been if he wasn't first on that list. He probably said no. They go to landing, and they're like, you need to get down here now. And he's on the plane flying down there. They probably let him know your number, whatever, on the list. So when this happens, just be prepared. So there's no – look, having – seen watched Sabin and what we know about Saban there was definitely a plan in place
1: yeah he he just he's just not I, I've i never him he's Bil- not a fly by him, the seat of his pants guy Billichek, those guys they're they all got they got they all got some sort of you know they've got a plan they they yeah so I, a lot of people last night are like I know there were like recruits that were like saying they were shocked and stuff and surprised and I was like yeah but I just don't see Billich or I don't see Saban just being that guy to be like well, Alabama, it's been nice. I'm retiring today. But, know.
3: but there's no way he, well, not no way. How do you tell recruits, "Hey, I want you to come to Alabama, but I'm not going to be there next year"? Yeah. So I don't think he told
1: them. Yeah, I don't know.
2: No, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think they knew. I don't think recruits knew because first of all, you're doing your the the coach that's filling in a disservice, and you may be recruiting to something that that coach is not even thinking about doing scheme schematic wise. So, you know, I. Ref, I, I think probably the board of trustees may have knew. Yeah, I think but, I think but, that but a very tight 11, knit group of people.
1: Yeah, I would say, and I and I'm guessing that they had like him and Greg Byrne. I'm assuming that those guys knew, and they they put together some sort of some sort of plan. Because mm-hmm. I just I mm-hmm. go back to this. I just I just don't think that Nick Saban would just leave Alabama high and dry with no like with no warning. I just I don't see that out of him.
2: And you guys, so, gut, who do you think that person is? We, the ones we mentioned. As we mentioned, DeBoer, do you think it's uh, Lanning? Do you think I don't think it's Franklin whatsoever? Do you think it's no. Kiffin? I don't think Dabo's in that rank anymore. But heck, then again, we don't know. Somebody on the text line, I thought this was hilarious, but I don't put anything past anybody. Ryan P. Good morning. Ryan P. says <laughs> plot twist Alabama <laughs> names Bill Belichick. <laughs> hey,
3: Bill Belichick and Nick Saban are like really good friends. They coach together, okay. I think, in Cleveland.
1: How about this for funny? Bill Belichick takes over the Falcons. <coughs> and he brings Saban in as the defense coordinator.
3: Hey, that'd be pretty cool.
1: Get the band back together again. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> you know who would love that? Farley. Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. There's no doubt about that. You know, that I, would be. Uh, that would be pretty cool.
1: I still, I've always thought I, I've thought Kiffin and just the, just the love that he's loved down there. I thought Kiffin, but now you know, hearing like uh, the landing rumors, you know, maybe. But I I know Did Lanning
3: it, coach under Saban. I know yeah. he, he came from Georgia. He was defense coordinator at Georgia under he was, Kirby when he, was, he went to Oregon.
1: He was under. I, he coached at Alabama also. Okay. Okay. So I. So it'll be somebody in the in the in the Saban coaching tree. I just
3: almost assume that every coach
1: in college football right now coached under Saban at some point. Yeah. Like that's just how it seems. If you're going to be a great coach, you go to Alabama. Yeah.
2: You know, Riley uh,
3: W. It's cool for coaches who don't coach very good.
2: Riley W's got a good morning. Riley uh, says, "Seriously, imagine this is, a good, this is a good point here. Seriously, imagine you are a senior in high school, going to Alabama this year, and your one goal was to play for Coach Saban. Tough that that would be, man. Mm-hmm. That's and Riley, that's a good that's a good take because you know, it'd be like the kids that you know committed to play for Nebraska, and you know, Coach Osborne announces his retirement. It's like you grew up watching a juggernaut. I mean, for years." And then that that figurehead is no longer going to be there. So you can imagine the, uh, the 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 kids that thought they were going to play for Saban to where that's no longer so, man. And and I think it shows you even as his fans, man, not to get attached to rosters any longer. I mean, while they're there, great. But to think anything more than a year for any player, uh, I think right now is, is slippery as is a slippery slope because you just never know, man. Coaches or players as far as that goes.
1: Yeah, it's. It's interesting. It is interesting. It's hilarious. And Lanning was at Alabama in 2015 as a GA. All right. Mm. There you go. Mm.
3: I guess my, my biggest concern is where do bad coaches go now to turn their careers around? Who's going to be the next one? Well. Who's going to be the I'll take you in and, and rehabilitate? Yeah. The
1: bill Belichick and Saban are in Atlanta. You go to Atlanta. You go to the NFL. <laughs> you so. <laughs> no, it's, it, it'll be interesting next couple of days, I'm sure, something very soon. So.
2: When we come back, y'all, let's discuss the, the NFL carousal a little bit, man. Let's discuss the carousal. And also, one thing to discuss, The women got a game against Illinois tonight, a team they should take care of, but also Nebraska, you know, leading back to that, I know the, uh, the sign of Banks took over, but we also signed another big guy that I know the other guys talked about yesterday, uh, an, a crucial piece for our offensive line. So let's discuss that when we come back too, Raph.
1: All right, we'll throw it a break. This is The Drive, 93.7 The Ticket.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.